it's you against yourself. And if you don't put out, if you don't improve, if you don't find ways to motivate you to ultimately like produce stuff, nothing's going to come of it. You need to put yourself out there. You need to improve yourself in every way you can. You need to jump on every single opportunity because that's the only thing that differentiates people that make it in the arts and people who don't. It's just people that try, that try so hard. Hello and welcome back, you beautiful people. I hope you're having, about to, or have had a beautiful day today. If you're new here, my name is Syme. Syme like time. Welcome to a place where we hang out and start conversations with creative. This week, I had a chance to have a beautiful conversation with Leo. Leo is my young friend who is 20 year old and has produced and directed over nine films already. Preparing for his full length film, in the next couple of years, Leo touched on his impressive output and level of consistency. We also talked about what creative projects have done for his mental health. We talked about the best advice he got that he wants to share and much more. This podcast is up on YouTube with videos, so feel free to go watch this or listen to it here. And let me and Leo know if you found beauty in this conversation. Super grateful that you're here. Without further ado, let's get into this beautiful conversation with Leo. Why don't we get into a bit of your background? God, um, yeah, well, to kick it off, I guess I'm coming from a family of artists, if I may. My dad is a graphic designer, and uh, my mom is uh, worked in the culinary arts. Uh, so she was uh, she studied in the, the culinary arts, basically. So, yeah, uh, from a young age, they exposed me to a ton of uh, media and content. Uh, Content, sorry. Content. Content uh, that basically um, touches on music, uh, cinema, you know, visual arts. So I guess I guess I was kind of exposed to everything, anything and everything. Do you feel like you were forced? In some ways, for sure. Um, but today I've came to I've come to appreciate it for sure. Um, for instance, my taste in music and my music knowledge mostly comes from my dad because uh, he was always. Because like music was a big part of my childhood mm-hmm. and like the way I was worried, uh, the way I was raised, sorry. And um, for instance, it would always play uh, in the background whenever I was at home. Always, always something playing. You know, like some families have a television playing. Yeah. Well, for me, it was music nonstop. Um, so I guess um, all the genres, any artists. So I'm kind of always like associating music to... Um, my home I guess. Oh, it's a big part of who i am yeah so at times when you listen to music you feel like you're at peace or you're totally yeah hell yeah and uh it, it overarched into basically music being the the most uh, prominent thing uh, that influences me when i create because it, it puts me in some kind of a of state I, yeah exactly yeah it's like my own protected universe basically interesting what was what what is a song that you can recall that can usually put you in a creative spirit or creative world uh do you mean growing up or like recently recently or any song that you can think of okay well the last movie i wrote um and ultimately directed was written um with the latest album of patrick watson playing in repeat basically nonstop and i don't know um his music um at the time put me in that mental state where i could really 
connect with the characters and the emotions I, I was writing in my in my script, basically. It was spot on what I was looking for. How so? Patrick Watson, in, in, in most of his songs, uh, has a beautiful melancholic aspect to it. And I think that um, it rhymes well with the, most of the things I'm trying to write in general, because I, I guess it's a big part of who I am. Also, appreciate appreciating sadness and finding beauty in it. Um, I love bittersweet things. To be honest, I find uh, there's great wisdom to to um, to 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 be learned from those uh, from those moments in life, both in life and in, in movies. It, it creates it. Uh, yeah, it creates great reflections for sure. What is something you have learned from, from you know, you said there's great bittersweetness and bittersweetness. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is something I've learned? I'd say, I'd say, you know, when you lose someone, some people could choose to be mad about it, right? Or dis despise that person or, right. or if in the case that they died, just like, you know, get hung up on them for a long, long time and. Um, yeah. drawn themselves in, into this uh, sadness. It's hard for them to come totally, over that grief. Totally, but I feel like the end of something is as beautiful as the beginning of something. It closes the parenthesis, basically. It's, a, it's just, it creates this, this, this film role, for instance, this perfect moment that'll live on in your brain forever. It cannot be hurt anymore. It's just like, it happened now it's it's a, a little movie of its own it just get to live on your life and keep within yourself and most of the time if you really think back on it i'm, I'm sure uh, most of us can learn a great deal for for past experiences and that's why uh, we usually say you know um there's good in anything and we can learn uh from anything basically there's a lesson to be learned in everything there's a lesson to be learned in everything yeah is that how you go about life really yeah because uh, i feel like it's an it's an unpredictable thing it truly is and uh we as uh grown being growing beings we need to to keep our heads uh on the positive sides of things and sometimes it's hard because it's not really some something we can like the events themselves we can't really control them it's like they are happening to us and I think we need the only thing we can control is our reaction to those um, events. Uh, therefore, I think we should try to find goodness and positivity in everything that happens to us in order to learn quicker, to move forward quicker, and to basically become the person we need to be quicker. You try to find positivity in a lot of things. Can you give me an example of you trying to find positivity consciously For when sure. things were not going your way? Yeah, one of the good examples that actually happened to me and I could give you would be um, for my last movie, um, it was really complicated to finish the post-production aspect because uh, well, the whole of my crew was really busy. On, on other things uh, on contracts and on with school and everything because you know life happens so mm -hmm. basically for a while i was kind of frustrated by that because i couldn't finish the project i had started just yet and we finished it actually um a month ago now a project we shot in december so just so you know it's kind of you know it's a big gap yeah but um i've came to appreciate it because it gave me the chance to really meditate on the mistakes i had made or the mistakes i i have i had to correct ultimately in the project so i was allowed to have kind of to take this step back to just you know um think about what i could do better to improve my ultimate you know the version of the produce i wanted to push out eventually 
it is it is tough because when you were in some sort of a leadership position mm-hmm. and you don't have the ability to pay people that are helping you out, yeah, you don't really have enough. Like it's it's hard to get people committed. Bought, yeah, 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 get people sure. committed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's a, it's it's truly it's a it's a very big challenge, uh, and it's one I'm tackling every day. Um, but I feel like we're getting there personally as my career moves on. I feel like um, more people are going to see value in in what we create, and I guess the commitment is going to come with that. And this this type of um, I feel like when there's value to something for, especially like in cinema, which is a, basically a collaboration art, um, mm-hmm. it, it it attracts people, people yeah. that want to improve and and see value in what you do and respect your craft, or just they're gonna storm you basically and. Offers are going to come your way. That's how I see it. So personally, if you would say someone who is not getting the help that he, they need, mm-hmm. they need to work on their inter- the vision of the project and the foundation of the project so it attracts people to be Basically, part of it. Exactly. Because I feel like if you have to convince someone, um, like really, really convince okay, like someone to work on a project with you, for instance, if it's a script you, you, you wrote or somebody else's and you want to direct it, but you need a crew and that don't like only applies to, doesn't only apply to cinema, but right. then, and so basically what I'm saying is if you need to really convince someone to work with you, then your project is not strong enough. That's how I see it. It's like, if you can push out, like if you can write a script, that's good enough where pe- where pe- other people will see value to it. And they want their names in it. You see what I mean? Yeah. When did you realize this? Well, I guess we learned by doing it ourselves, um, by experimenting, basically. So my last project, I was able to uh, convince, well, not really convince, but I pitched the, the project to uh, an unknown actress in Quebec. She's, um, sh- well, she's getting there for sure. And um, she directly accepted the offer just because she loved the title. Of, the, of that said movie and she read the script and she fell in love with the characters and the overarching story so i really didn't have to add words or just like a whole ass paragraph to um, you know do you want to kind of tell what it's about what it's about yeah. yeah um so my the the next movie that is coming out is called rose nevrose or i guess that translated in, in english to pink nephrosis pink nephrosis nephrosis yeah Okay, and what does that mean? Sorry, I interrupted you. For sure. Um, I guess the word pink is just like the color we we associated with her uh, mental breakdown, basically. And a nevrose, a nevrosis is basically that. It's kind of a, a state where everything falls apart and you just snap completely. So what that's about, um, without revealing anything, well, without being too much uh, revealing about the, the true meaning yeah. of the project, I guess I could... Uh, say that it's mostly about the relationship between two sisters that haven't seen each other in a while and they're just coming to terms with um with little things uh that they had going on in the relationship before that both hurt them so it's kind of they're kind of past yeah exactly they're okay. they're coming together to mend the relationship after being separated for a year now great choice of words mend okay good I, I try. You're a writer. Well, uh, you know, I guess vocabulary comes um, mostly through reading. It comes to you like that. 
you were not born as a prolific, pro prolific. Okay, yeah, prolific. I think. I, I think this you is you were you were not born as an amazing writer, right? How did know. you improve your writing skills and your storytelling skills? Because I feel like that is one of the main pillars of mm -hmm. cinema. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess any good project kicks off with a good story, right? So then you need to figure out what kind of story do you want to make, right? Mm -hmm. um, for me, what I'm really um, interested in right now is the psychological aspect of uh, human beings. I, I really love that. Like, um, for instance, there's something I like to say, which is uh, everybody says something. Well, well, no, let me let me backtrack. Yeah, actually, yeah, no. whenever someone talks, they have either a subconscious or a conscious intent or mm -hmm. objective they need to um, accomplish. Basically. Yeah. So basically, I'm saying that no one ever says anything for nothing. There's always an overarching objective to accomplish, right? Okay, so that could be to get something to to you know to share an information see what i mean so there's always you think there's always some kind of mm -hmm. pleasing of self happening Absolutely. whenever whenever there's uh communication going when there words coming there. out of a mouth basically that's all it is there's always something makes sense mm -hmm. yeah so that way i can just take this as a center point to my writings and just try to apply the the mental background of the character like for instance what is my character number one trying to accomplish by saying this what is she getting at what is he getting at what's what's the end game here you know what's the what's the the flow of the scene where do i want it to start and where do i want it to end or need it to end right so it it, it creates kind of this um this flow, this mental flow of both characters where, where their, their objectives in a discussion, in dialogue, they're very much intertwined and they kind of end up dancing closely together and it can go either way. It's, your, it's up to you. It's up to the writer ultimately. But, um, but yeah, it is a center point to my writing, human psychology. I, I, I feel like it's the best way to go about it to end up with, with dialogue that feels real. That's a big thing. I, I, I really am... Um, a fan of authentic dialogue, you know, something that really sounds like someone could say it. Something that has some sort of relatability to For it? For sure, relatability and okay. just like authenticity. And I guess to become a greater writer, you just have to write. And I'll, I know I, I've, write, I've written like pardon my language, shit stories for sure. Oh no, you can swear. Oh, for sure. Shit, shit, shit. Oh, amazing. Wow. Um, I'm, I'll get comfier then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, to, to become a greater a writer, ultimately you just have to write. Okay. It's like, how do you become good at skateboarding? You just skate. Exactly. It's the same thing for writing. Um, I feel like uh, reading is also a great uh, advice there to just like look at other people's art and try to learn vocabulary that way, like we were saying earlier, or just uh, inspiration and in the way they, they, they show um, emotion or describe a scene, for instance. But I guess it is kind of different since scripting is different. It's very different from writing a book or a novel. Um, but in some ways, it's, it's very similar um, when it comes to improving. And, uh, and yeah, so like I was saying, you just have to write, write, and write, and eventually, uh, pick up on on some things you like it's it's just like discovering your style 
basically I've learned everything I know mostly from I'm self-taught basically and that's what I'm getting at yeah with the help of your parents just a bit mm, or no even then I guess I guess maybe my dad with graphic design for sure and like uh, the way I've came I've come to appreciate some some artistic choices for sure okay but mostly in my writing I'm mainly I was mainly focused on, on teaching myself how to better myself and that's through uh, internet for instance just like I think YouTube is a massive part of uh, our generation's uh, learning patterns because there's anything and everything on there you just pick up a skill in a week if you really want to just by looking things up were you vividly searching for how to become a better writer and looking at tutorials in mm. terms of yeah like how to become a better writer not or... necessarily tutorials um but i think working professionals are a great resource and there's a great load of that on youtube for instance like script writers or directors or photographers um graphic designers you can just like sit there and and watch those people who have uh, industry experience tell yourself how it worked for them basically what did work for them see what i mean i'm yeah. not saying that their version has to be taken like a hundred percent to the book like to every word that they say you need to respect that right i feel like everything is um to be taken with a grain of salt and then applied to our own situation um but i feel like there's a great advice to be taken there for sure yeah i mean at the end of the day you can whatever field you're in if you're looking at professionals you can learn something it's the best from, way to learn yeah yeah it really is i assume that you have a lot of passion when it comes to writing mm -hmm. and scripting yeah if someone doesn't have the passion it's very hard for them to improve because it, it really is something is. that requires a constant practice mm -hmm. i totally agree and the the thing is actually i wasn't always passionate about it i used to hate script writing because i didn't uh, feel as connected with the story I was writing and until I found my kind of the niche I'm in right now which is basically psychological dramas it's uh it's really fun to write actually I, I was quite surprised um and I was always saying it's uh, it's really fun to have the mental state of the characters like intertwine and and just act as a silent soundtrack to the whole movie because it's it mostly comes into into the acting part of things because it's not words it's just like the emotion that jumps and, and like pike the spikes and comes down depending on what they say right and and what they mean and what the intent is behind every word okay let's talk about favorite character you have developed uh the favorite character i've developed is called anna um, anna she's uh she's really tormented by um her past and her relationships uh, with her bigger sister for instance that's uh basically a character from my uh the movie that's coming out soon okay um and yeah there's uh this beautiful human complexity i've i've somehow achieved to push into her character where she's um she's very sensitive but also just so angry about stuff so you can see in the face of the actress too, which has done a wonderful job for real. Like she's she's out of this world, um, where we can see basically the 
the spikes of emotion in Anna's face when she said something too mean and then she realizes it and just she needs to back off because she let uh, her emotions and her impulsivity get the better of her, basically. What inspired that character? Myself. I feel like most of the characters and the stories, uh, the, the story aspects I write usually are things that have happened to me. So how did you get inspired by the Anna story or the character? Just uh, basic human interactions, basically like uh, big clashes between me and other people, um, social, social, you know, social aspects where you disagree with someone and you both need to part ways or something like that. You know, some, some intense arguments uh, I can or even breakups like like it can be anything, uh, anything and everything. It, it, it all comes down even to the smallest part of a sentence that somebody has told you before. And it kind of it kind of always stayed with you in a way where it can represent that same mental state you were in at that time. So applying that to a character and then explaining the to the actress what or the actor what you want uh, from that line kind of kind of is reminiscent and and basically is a callback to whatever you lived in your life, right? So you have to be on the constant lookout for different stories. For sure, man. I I love doing that so much. Um, and that's another thing I've become really good at is analyzing people. Um with that same rule of uh people have always like an end goal in mind um basically um if you keep that in mind and then proceed to engage in discussions or just like go sit in the park and turn off your headphones and you just listen to other people's conversation and take notes i guess that kind of is creepy in a way because you know it's eavesdropping but i guess it, it passes for a writer for sure because um and it has um for sure, it has given me like great dialogue options. I was sitting at this diner the other day and I decided to go eat alone there, which is something I never do. And I actually loved it to just like sit in silence and be with myself. It was kind of cool. And um, I overheard the waitress talking with another colleague of her that, that just came back to work there, actually. And um, she was talking about how a, a previous coworker of theirs um, went out one night of the diner she stood on the stairs, on the steps of the restaurant, mm -hmm. lit up a cigarette, and she died. Wait, we got to go back. See, how can you make this up? There's so much like richness in, in real events, real people talking. There's like a, a texture and the choice of words and, and in the, the, their expressions. And it's just it happens in the heat of the moment. And sometimes you just need to capture that. And there's nowhere else on earth you can find this uh, kind of inspiration than just basically out in the world. You just meet real people that have uh, very complex lives and, and reason to, to, to go by their day and everything. So you just, you basically come in contact with those people that have lived completely like lives completely in parallel with yours and without never crossing. And this one time something happens and you guys are both present. See what I mean? Kind of yeah. capturing those fleeting moments. Do you have to be a certain kind of person to be able to catch these stories, you know, develop I guess, characters? I guess. Um, Was this something you were born with? Well, I guess this is kind of bold for me to say, but I will, uh, I will try to express it in the best way possible. I think one of my greatest strengths um, when it comes to my writing is that 
I've always been a very sensitive person. I guess I was born with this sensitivity and I've come uh, to terms with it. I used to hate it and now I see it as a strength because it makes me so connected with the things I feel and I understand how I react to things, um, which has allowed me to uh, get rid of my impulsive side and only keep the fun impulsivities, you know, anger, for instance, or just like lashing out uh, on things that don't really matter or see what I mean? Just focusing my energy elsewhere. That's what you meant by sensitive. Uh, sensitive in the fact that um, things get to me or I can sense things more clearly. For instance, I, I, I have, um, I'm connected with my emotions and other people's emotions. I guess it kind of, well, I guess the proper word would be empathy then. But um, but both you of those things, I, yeah, exactly. You can understand. Uh, yeah, you can understand emotions. Exactly. And both of those skills really help when it comes to writing characters and understanding um, what makes good dialogue, for sure. Because you need to put yourself in, your, in, in the shoes of those characters. And, um, and yeah, yeah, it's really tied with acting, too. Because uh, in acting, it's the same thing. You really have to be empathetic and uh, and very sensitive to the overarching, um, the overarching evolution of uh, the emotions in a scene. It, it's it's it works in parallel with writing for sure. Have you always been this good looking? <laughs> um, to follow up on that joke, I'd say my mom would say yes. I would say no, but I guess I'm just too self conscious about things. But thank you. Yeah. Have you? No. Ah, see. I was very ugly. Ah, well, I have uh, I have had a glow up for sure. Um shout out to me in uh in secondary one. High school one was a tough year for me. I had the uh, long hair and always wearing like uh you know those um those striped dress shirts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. Rough. Rough. Were you wearing a shirt underneath? Yeah. That's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah no, uh, I did the same thing. I did the exact same thing. You know those flannels looking one? Yeah. Yeah, God. Jesus Christ. Why was my mom look like letting me like go out of the house like that? I mean, more specifically, your dad, he was a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. So he was Shame. an artist. Like, Shame come on, on you know. Yeah. Um, but he took a, a step back from how we dressed. It was mostly my mom. She had like uh well my sister and I, she had like maniacal fun to to go about and just make us little outfits that she thought was cute oh. she was right in some ways but um from my tastes right now um yeah i'm, I'm just glad i've de developed my own style for sure I, I feel better this way than my little dress striped dress shirts because i'm looking were you wearing like chinos yeah yeah, actually. And, yeah. Uh, no, no, exactly that. Chinos and flannel looking. And you know those shirt? bands with the the elastic the, the elastic bands. Oh yeah, in the bottom, bro. Everybody wore that. Yeah, People in Saskatchewan sure. still wear them. Really? I swear. To Did the word hasn't gotten up to them? <laughs> I guess not. Oh, fuck, that's rough. <laughs> shit. Somebody calls needs to call them and be like, "Yo, this shit is off. Take them off, my friend. Burn them." Yeah. No. Um. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I have a, a. When I was researching on you, yep. I rewatched all of your films. Oh, cool. Or as many as I could. Mm -hmm. And then there, 
I loved, I, I liked a lot of them, mm-hmm. but one that stood out to me was Electric Love. Really? Yeah. God. And there was a scene mm-hmm. where you were on the bench and you kept moving yeah. to a side mm-hmm. or you kept like scooching. Yeah. Does that explain it? Yeah, for sure. So what was that about? What was that about? Um, it was a creative choice. Uh, me and my my good, my best friend, uh, my creative best friend, uh, Adam Burton, me and him made uh, back in 2000. What year was it? 2020? Probably yeah. like that. Shadow Drinking Giraffe. Yeah, Drinking Giraffe, my my, my fellowship, uh, my fellow artist. Um, so yeah, basically this movie, Electric Love, the one you're talking about, is was made in 13 hours. It was in the frame um, of a 24 hours film cha- challenge where we just had the genre was given to them, to us at six in the morning and we had to hand it in before six the day after. Where was this? Uh, Dawson was... College. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was a competition. And um, that specific choice uh, that we made uh, was an idea I got just like that. And um because I guess when you're starting out in filmmaking, it's something I'm straying more and more away from, and I'm glad-ish from it. It's uh, Im- improvisation, right? Okay. I feel like most of my early projects were always nearly 100% impro, and that isn't good. Because when a lot of people is included in the project, are included in the project, or um, a lot of funding, for instance, everything needs to be calculated to every penny uh, there is to spend or every um second of the shoot to to make basically make sure that nothing is wasted people's time money resources so it's kind of um as you get more and more professional you kind of stray away from those uh very rookie like methods of going about and making movies basically which is improv but financials improv exactly okay but uh, I think there's a great richness that can come of it. And even the greater filmmakers, for instance, uh, there's always like some really good scenes mm-hmm. in their movies, and I can name a few, that are totally improvised. And they've kept it in because it was this one moment that wasn't um, you know, prepped before, but it just happened. And, you know. Can you tell me? For sure. Um, I guess the first one that comes to mind would be in the movie Django from Quentin Tarantino, there's um, this one scene when uh, where Leonardo DiCaprio's character just smacks the table mm-hmm. really hard. He gets angry. And he actually, the actor opened his, uh, his old hand on a glass, on a wine glass, basically. Oh. He shattered it. And he, be- he began bleeding everywhere. And, and that so was... Just, so he just kept it like that. And that was Leo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he just smashed it and he kept going. And then one of the one of their um, fellow actors there on shoot uh, realized that he was bleeding, so he just like gave him a a napkin and just like continued acting like as if nothing had happened. I want to watch that scene after. Yeah, let's do that actually. Um, in one of your films, mm-hmm. I saw a quote that said, "In the past, I was told the youth will save the world, mm-hmm. but who will save them?" Talk about yeah that quote. And um, what inspired it? And okay. what do you, th- like, why that? It stood out to me. It did. It did. Well, I'm glad it did. Did it make you think of something? Did you have a it reflection did. on it? Yeah. Um, you want me to talk about it first? I'll introduce it if you want. Beautiful. Um, so the, 
name of this said project is called Jeunesse Terminale in French, and in English would be called uh, Terminal Youth, mm-hmm. right? Which is um, kind of a very dramatic way to say that we are becoming adults. Yeah. Right. And um, this very specific video essay I made um, was using. Do you know who was in the footage of the of that video? Viewer. No. It's um footage of my um of my dad's years as a teenager. No way. Yes. Yes. Actually, it's let's, all your dad. It's all my dad and his friends. I thought the person that had a short, no, long-ish, medium type mm. hair. That was you. No, that's my dad. We look alike. Oh, so yeah. that's where you get your yeah, look, good looks from. Well, I guess, I guess I'm taking my dad tonight for sure. But um, yeah, um, so I guess to me, uh, comparing my my experience as a, as a growing human being, if I may, and making parallels with his, uh, his experience, um, I don't know, it just made sense just made sense because um it, it makes you think that the story repeats itself other people have already um lived lived those same events yeah and they're fine so we will be fine but to go back on the sentence um you just said actually i'm kind of, i'm quite curious now to 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 know what you what you wanted to say on it Um, in the past, I was told that youth will save the world, but who will save them? Preach. Whoever said that. Okay, so when I... Lay it on me. When I said that, I mean, when I heard that, mm-hmm. it made me think how our new generation is going to fix a lot of the fuck-ups that were done in the past. Okay. But the new generation is already fucked up. So who's going to save the new generation? Are. Yeah. That it it's a I don't know. That's just how I thought about it. Maybe it's too artistic. Maybe it's no, this no. And it's that, but exactly it's how me. I intended it for sure. Um, I guess I guess the way I saw it is that we are left as or our generation. I don't. Are we Gen Z? Yeah. 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 I guess so. Our generation. Um is left by other generations with so many issues on our hands. Don't you agree? Like so many things yeah. we need to solve and and all of that plus our own existence and the basically state of our world and and I feel like we got a lot of a uh, a work to do. We got a lot on our on our hands for sure. Um and I feel like our generation is Well, from my, from what I can see, there's a lot of people that are suffering mentally. It's a really, really no- lonely age for a lot of people, and I feel like no, there's not enough resources to take care of um, of us, basically. So we're kind of just uh, silenced and pushed aside, and just we expect to, they expect us to just like put up with anything to just uh, eventually um, take our place in society, but. Uh, As that we can cycle see, repeat. exactly, and then people repre- repress their emotions, and it's just like a never-ending cycles of fuck-ups, and um, we never get anywhere. So that's how I see it. I feel like something needs to change in the resource departments, like mental health and health issues, for sure. What is something that our generation should fix? 
by your by your vision or from your vision something we should fix um because you talked about you know how we're how or i said like how we're fucked up mm -hmm. and how things have been no what did i say i said that we we have been given a lot of fuck ups yep. that we need to fix and you agreed on it mm -hmm. what do you think some of those fuck ups are i i not to be cliche but um environment issues Envir environmental issues are massive in our age and um I feel like we need to do more and eventually like for sure there's some 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 ways to respond to it are gonna actually come and, and stay in place but uh, right now I feel like it's kind of uh, we're kind of doing pushback again we're just like oh sometime sometime you know in a few years uh, we're gonna have solutions but right now we're, we're doing everything we can and everything so I don't know it's kind of it sounds like bullshit to me but um, so that's one for sure and I, I think you'd agree for sure um I, environment is is a massive one um did you know there's people sorry i interrupted no you. for sure go for it there's people in this world who don't believe in climate change oh yeah for sure of course like uh in in, in some ways um i can understand how they rationalize it they're just like oh uh, there's been mass extensions uh, of everything in the past so it's just like history repeating itself and i i guess so but but the thing is um the way the, the earth was uh, getting hotter. It was just like, it got spiked by our evolution of, uh, with, with, the, with the arrival of capitalism, for sure. Like uh, carbon emissions have, have become greater and greater since um, we started producing and producing, like mass producing stuff, basically. Something I've noticed mm -hmm. that you're quite motivated to work on your passions. Oh, for sure. And to be more precise, you mm -hmm. wanna make movies and that is something i feel like you think about every single day yeah i do how are you so motivated um because your output also shows because in the next couple of years you're filming full-length movies yes yes for right? sure that's so in the plans that's in the works how many movies have you put out uh right now as I'm a 20 year old as a 20 year old I'm writing my ninth movie right now. You're writing your ninth movie. Yeah. So, I mean, the output shows, right? So, how are you able to have that level of consistency and motivation? It's going to sound weird, but I guess it's just... Um, I'm afraid. Of Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> yes, terribly so. No, I just mean I'm afraid of... Um, but it's a good, it's a good fear. It, you know, it's an, it's an healthy fear for sure. It's kind well, of a good stress too. Um, the fear and the stress of not making it, right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's like, once you realize that you want to go into the arts, there's this very, this, this, this concept is weird because like, it's something that doesn't really apply to other fields. Okay. To other fields of, 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 uh, of work basically. Because in arts, um, no one can help you it's you against yourself and if you don't put out if you don't improve uh if you don't find uh, ways to motivate you to ultimately like produce stuff nothing's going to come of it you need to put yourself out there you need to um try on 
and, and improve yourself and every way you can. You need to jump on every single opportunity because um, that's the only thing that differentiates people that make it in the arts and people who don't. It's just people that try, that try so hard uh, to, to eventually um, reach the... the, the um, reach, reach the... The state, the in which goal, the, the angle to reach right, their goals, the angle, basically. Yeah. And in my in my um, in my situation, I guess it would be um, the way I see it is to become a, a working director. I need to show people what I'm capable of, right? And I'm I won't wait. Uh, and that's the thing with the with the college life. Um, the college I attended only um, required us, I think, on the two years of, of I did it in three, but like the program is uh, is two years, right? And they uh, had us only do two to three movies in two years, and by by movies I mean short films. Um, so like I guess if you're a normal student and you're just trying to get by and you chose cinema because you're not really passionate about it and you thought it would be easy in some ways it's kind of a good way you know you just like do your two little projects and you're done with it um but for me i never really respected those uh those numbers you know because i'm writing my ninth movie and i started sijep when i was 18 years old um so yeah, I, I've always um, jumped on the opportunity to just produce and make more movies, and just like even unwritten, like un unfinished movies. I, I've 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 I've, uh, I've written a ton of scripts that are just sleeping in my computer, and they're just there. And eventually, I'll work back on them, or I can just produce one if I'm happy with it. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a uh, always looking, always being on the lookout to um, for an opportunity to create something, to better yourself. What do you mean by it's always you versus you? Um, what I mean by that is I've struggled and I'm, listen, I'm, 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 I still struggle with that. It's uh, my biggest enemy, procrastination. It's terrible, eh? What a bitch. Fucking sucks. Fucking sucks, dude. So procrastinations, uh, like tendencies, basically. That's, this is what I mean by you versus you since you're just fighting yourself mentally it's like there's and especially at our age there's like so much shit going on in our life like it's a fucking mental clusterfuck like you mm -hmm. you need to find the energy and the mental state um to do shit to do shit thing. that is productive and positive to you yeah and sometimes it's not always possible with uh you know um social life school like family like work. issues work for sure uh, love life there's like always something that can get in the way but your role as a creative is to find a moment in your very busy week to allow yourself to create and i, I don't mean by create like writing a two hours script for a movie it's just like it can be anything like write a little something and it will get your brain going and then you just work on your habits and it creates like this this rhythm of um, th th this habit of creating like every week or every day, like depends, whatever works. You know what I mean? What do you think procrastination is? God. Um, from your perspective. From my perspective. Um, well, I know for, for from other people's perspectives, it, it can be uh, seen as fear. 
fear of like uh, I can't do this or it won't be good enough if I do try to tackle it. Um, but for me, uh, procrastination um, has always come in the form of um, uh, laziness. Okay. Laziness or a lack of energy for, for sure. Um, I've been in the past very mentally drained by a lot of events, like most of us, I guess, um, events of my life, like, uh, you know, socially, like we talked about issues. And um, sometimes I feel like it's just hard to kick yourself in, in the butt to just like put yourself together and keep moving forward with it, you know, like keep keep your eyes on, on the prize and just like remind yourself that you're doing this for a reason and yes it may hurt right now but you just need to keep your head up and do your shit because in the end future you is going to thank you for it there's been times in your life where you were not able to where it was super hard for you to keep your head up mm -hmm. and create because it's i feel like it's so mentally draining because it's a lot i feel like it's a lot easier to just be able to you know work do your monotonous tasks like data entry and fucking excel sure. shit and all yeah, that yeah, yeah. when when it's when it comes time to create you have to think yeah because it's requires so abstract a lot of energy yeah it's the abstraction of it that fucks you up exactly yeah. so how were you able to still create and be creative when you know you were not in the best headspace internally and externally i use shortcuts in my brain um, I feel like um, this only applies or it may apply to other people, but um, I feel like this only applies to me because everyone has uh, their own brains. Yeah, Whoa, crazy, right? So yeah, I feel like the best way to move forward as an artist, as a working artist or a growing artist or, as a, or a student in arts, it's just understanding how your creative habits work. Right. And for me, I, I need I knew I needed shortcuts. And what I mean by shortcuts is that. Um, Going for walks. For sure. Uh, but it mostly came in the form of um, seeds. 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 Yeah. Like idea seeds. What I mean by that is that um, I'm commuting a lot. Right. Since I live on the stupid South Shore and everything. So through that those hours those lost hours those hours i will never see again of commuting mm -hmm. i um metabolize those with uh, writing so what i mean by that is just i can look outside the window and then bam i get hit with a, an idea i just write I, I puke a sentence and i it just stays there in my in my phone in my notes and eventually when i feel creative i can just like look back and scroll for inspiration and sometimes it's good sometimes it's ass but at least i got it out okay so it creates this kind of um this endless pa page of of inspiration i can just look back on when whenever i feel like i need something right kind of like a muscle memory for sure and in my case it's just that i have really bad memory when it comes to that stuff because it's so random you know like art ideas are so random yep so you just need in my case i just always need to take like take notes and put it down because then like or else I'll, I'll lose it forever 
and sometimes it's not a good thing it could be like uh, your next best idea you've ever had and you just need to write it down for instance like you know the the, the last movie i i talked to you about the the, the rosne voice thing mm -hmm. okay so this idea has been um staying in the form of a seed in my phone for like two years two years yeah something like that just like it was just there and uh it really wasn't the same thing i really deformed it into something greater but nevertheless well nonetheless th this movie evolved from an idea i've had like going out of the shower or something it's just I puked it in my phone and then it, it bloomed into something that I'm really proud of today. See what I mean? Yeah, I do. Just kind of, I use those as crutches and, and, and shortcuts to get myself creating. Usually now when you commute, you're writing. Mm -hmm. And that's something you have trained yourself. Yeah. Okay. With music, though. Because, uh, you know, my relationship with creating and music is really intertwined as well. So mm -hmm. I kind of create this. I've been able to, like to create this space, this mental space that I can take everywhere with me. So I'm really grateful for that. It's uh, it was worthwhile to push myself and everything. Being a creative, yeah. What has that? What has that done for your mental health? Loads. Um, it's gonna sound crazy, but I have a better idea of who I am, and who I want to be bef because of that. Um especially like choosing a field in which you want to work uh, at our age is, is like one of the biggest things uh, going on in our lives. And for me, I'm just so grateful today that I, I'm 20 years old and I know what I want to do with my life. And I'll be, I'll be comfortable like spending the rest of my life doing that, which is movies, basically. And of course, I'll, I'll work on other projects on the side, but this is my main thing. And in a way, I always knew that it was my main thing for, for a while now, since I was very little. Like um, how young? Probably 10 or 12. Wow. But I wanted to be an actor. And I guess this, this dream of mine isn't completely gone. Um, I have uh, nine years of uh, professional formation in, in acting. What does that mean? Um, basically means that I've taken courses and uh, okay. professional knowledge on shoots uh, as an actor as a, and as an, ex uh, an extra too. So mm -hmm. I kind of have this parallel portfolio of acting but right now i'm really really focused and invested in my director career um just because i i really i found out recently well a few years ago that i really love sharing and telling stories what does a film director do right um you know what i'm gonna answer to that question with uh an example beautiful okay so you receive a script. Yeah. Okay. You read it. Mm -hmm. And you're a working director. But I'm a working director as well. Okay. And I read the same script. And we both have two crews. We shoot the film. And we have the same level of experience. Okay. What do you think is going to happen? In the end. We're going to have different creative projects. Exactly. That's what a director does. So essentially, because I'm unedu uneducated, a uh, director would get the script, turn that script into an, a tangible piece. Into something you can see. You take the words and you put them in images. That's basically that. So the first step would be um, 
organizing the way you want to shoot the movie, location scouting, and then you get the actors and everything. So once you have the script, everything goes forward from there. It's the first step. Well, I mean, besides from creating uh, like the, the overarching story and the colors and the themes and everything, there's always that aspect too. Um, but the director decides with the DOP, which is the director of photography, they're really like this on a, on a shoot. Um, and I guess the DA, which is a um, artistic designer in charge of uh, the whole look of the film. The th those three um, very important cogs into the makings of a movie come together and they just decide what the movie's gonna look like, right? But in the end, the director's got a final cut on it and it's, it's just the way it is. And I guess there's a role in, you could argue that the producer has also a word since he um, produces it, which is basically his money is tied to the success or not of the project. So um, from that point on, those creatives will decide what to make of the script. So they decide the look of it, they decide who's gonna play in it, they decide um, if they wanna tweak the script, you know? So it, it really is the first step, but in the end, um, you could give it the same script, just like in my example, you could give the same script to a hundred directors and you would have a hundred totally different movies. That's what the, the beauty of cinema is basically. It's just, cinema for me is just a way of sharing what is our truth, what is real for us. Because we all have different references, totally different references, totally different living experiences. So in that way, um, subconsciously or consciously, those events that have happened to us or those re those same references, they totally impact in a one-to-one -one ratio what we input out as artists. It totally changes the way we see, for instance, a breakup scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. It's To me, it's like as a clothing brand owner, it mm -hmm. would be the creative director, right? And then, for example, the stylist. Yep. And then the art director. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's totally the same thing. I yeah. see it right there. Yeah. So I guess this is kind of reminiscent in most art projects, for sure. It's, uh, it's this, it's this, you, the concept that anyone could look at one idea and make it his own. That's basically it. That's, that's cinema for you. What is your favorite director of all time? So someone that has inspired me uh, would be very cliche, but Quentin Tarantino, as much of a weird and bad person uh, he can be or is, um, I feel like I can't really look away from what he has achieved in the art form of cinema. Uh, visually, uh, his art is always striking. Um, the emotions are poignant. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't feel like... Um, it can be overlooked. And uh, I will say that I think he has a lot of talent, despite despite his, his obvious flaws as a person, as a human being. But um, so yeah, I, I guess his art style really, really uh, draws my eye. I, I would also say uh, Nicholas Winding Refn, which is another great director. Not all of his movies are, are great, because, uh, you know, um, cinema directors shit happens mm -hmm. um can't always win them all so right um 
and it's going to sound very cliche again, but one of the movies of his that, had, that inspired me uh, a lot is the movie Drive uh, that came out in 2011. Have you seen that? You should. You should. I have not. You should because um, the dialogue is so um, masterfully crafted. It's so like, it's like the bare minimum of dialogue. Most of the characters are very silent, and it's it's a big part of the of the of the movie in, in the way that exposition is used very sparsely, and it creates those um, those really an intense silence moment, basically where where you just are there physically in the scene with characters, and you're just left to think um, about their mental state or what's going to happen next and everything. So I guess. Um, the cinematography too uh, could be praised uh, for sure in in said movie uh, Drive 2011 but um I would like to watch it with you yeah we could do that we could do that for sure um you know who's in it have you does uh does it bring a picture to mind when i say that movie it's uh, the one with Ryan Gosling he has a a satin a white satin jacket with a scorpio on it no i don't watch movies it's not for everyone um but um to create another tangent with the movie Drive, uh, I guess the one style that inspires me the most is neo-noir. It's a style. It's a style. It's a genre. Yeah. So neo-noir. What is that? Neo-noir is basically um, capturing the darker side of our society. It's uh, it's it's based on the dark psychological um, aspects of the human brain. Um, I could name a few uh, that you maybe know. There's um, American Psycho. That is mm -hmm. a very prominent one in the neo-noir genre. There's, um, what's it called? Nightcrawler, which okay. is another one yeah. with, uh, with uh, what's his face? Um, Jake uh, Gyllenhaal. And um, I guess Prisoners could, by Denis Villeneuve, is kind of fitting in that one category too. Um, so it kind of... It kind of always is thrillers or psychological dramas. And like I said earlier, this is kind of my niche. I, I really like those movies and I like writing them. And uh, I find great richness to to them for sure. Like I feel like they're very profound. Not to say that other genres are less profound. I, I feel like it's what calls me right now. And, and mm -hmm. for sure my style will evolve and I'll move on from, from neo-noir uh, eventually. And hopefully soon, so I can learn other things. Um, but yeah, right now I'm really uh, celebrating it for sure. What is the best advice you got that helped you as a creator, and something you would like to let other creatives know? Okay. Right on. Um, I feel like to create, we first as creatives have to understand ourselves, right? Because our workspace is our brains. It's how it is. Mm -hmm. It's like you have to, you know, um, juggle with ideas. You have to come to terms with failure uh, of your of yourself uh, or past projects and everything. So in order to create a, a workflow that works for you. So I would say I'm focusing on trying to find tips and tricks that work for you. There's not one creative in this world that have that I've followed like this one workflow that works for everyone because it doesn't exist. Flash news, it just doesn't. It's like you have to tailor yourself 
one like one for yourself basically you have to make it your own like uh, what whatever works for you you stick to that and you try to build on it and find other patterns that work and um and you just move on from from there for sure and uh what i'd like to say to other creatives um i think we need to stop comparing ourselves with our peers and trying to focus on on understanding what we want as creatives right um people that want to work in the industry need to realize that um some producers or production companies don't want to see some impersonation of another uh another director another style they don't give a shit Mm -hmm. they want to see who the fuck are you what can you bring us and how are you unique why should we give you our funds right yeah so creatives or more specifically directors need to understand that we need um to basically brand ourselves we need to be 200 focused on building a persona and a brand that is uh, reminiscent and basically embodies who the hell we are in order to um attract those contracts uh and eventually show those people that we have something different to bring to the table and that you can trust us because it it all comes down to this first impressions and trust how would you describe your style god um well at the moment i guess yeah i would describe it as i haven't found it yet i'm trying a lot of things i guess there's some pieces that i've really um made my own uh, in the building blocks of a movie for sure and there's some elements that i know i like others i know i dislike or hate uh full on um but you know what i think i'll have to push back that question to an eventually another discussion like this one because uh, i would appreciate that yeah let's let's call because back it's all on about it honesty in a few years yeah beautiful well leo if other creatives want to get in touch with you and start a conversation what are some of the easiest ways I guess it would be through Instagram. Um, I guess it's kind of weird, but it's my only social media I kind of use. Um, so yeah, Instagram, man. Leo underscore Newhouse. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Can't miss it. And, you know, extremely grateful that you came here. Likewise, grateful to have had this uh, discussion and the chance to uh, discuss with you furthermore on that, for sure. Absolutely, and I'm very appreciative of our relationship. And Likewise, man um yeah man i think we'll we'll do great things together great things will come as well yeah someone else that you think i should have a conversation with Mm -hmm. it's uh his name is uh nolan 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 babin um he's uh he's a a drawer he draws he draws he's a great visual artist he's he's so talented and he lives in Montreal? He does. I was at his place yesterday night getting hammered. But yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful indeed. I would yeah. love to have a conversation He's with him. He's amazing. He's so passionate about everything. And uh, you know what? I actually talked to him about uh, this podcast today. And um, I said I'd talk to you about him. And he's stoked about it. 
So that is beautiful. I think well, he's just waiting on your text now. So all right. Well, I hope I can build a greater relationship with him, and yeah. I hope that that conversation can lead some value. Yeah. Maybe it will. Maybe some people get inspired by uh, my mumbo jumbo of words that I stuck together with my, you know, my hopeless, hopelessly, uh, my hopeless capacity to speak English. No, no. I think you're a better communicator than I am. Well, you know, I'm fighting my French side. Some words just uh, get stuck on the way out, I guess. Beautiful. Well, the way it is. We'll end it here then. All right. Well, thanks you for thank you for having me, my friend. And this is us shaking our hands. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs>